If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everybody to Somewhere in Vegas here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Mark the Q. I'm your host. You guys can listen to this on vegaspodcasting.com and blogtalkradio.com. Hope everybody is having a great day. This is your host, Mark Pugh the Q. I have a really special interview to be uh, able to talk to a up-and-coming rising star. Um, like I said, she's, she's a triple threat. Um, she is a model, she is a dancer, and uh, she is a singer-songwriter, um, which is really, really cool. Um, she has a song coming up the charts right now on Sirius XM, and you guys can download it on iTunes. Um, it's called Shush, um, and it's, it's really going to be kind of interesting to be able to talk to her. So here we go. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start talking to Rachel Royale. Here we go. First of all, Rochelle, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I actually heard about you through a friend of mine, uh, Paige Van Zandt, who's a really great and talented mixed martial artist. And she was like saying, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta see this gal. You gotta listen to this gal. She has a really, really good, good voice, and is a really, really good person. And uh, she actually wishes you the best of luck in, your, in this career of yours. So it, it's been, it's been an interesting, interesting thing to, to look a little bit of information about you. But tell us a little bit first of all about how you got started. Were you a dancer first, or were you a singer first? I actually was a dancer. My mother, Sue Lehner, owned a dance studio in Mountain View, California, Bay Area. And uh, a lot of us kids had agencies out here in L.A. And um, she pushed all of us to not only dance, but, you know, to sing and act as well. Um, Because as we all know in the entertainment industry, it's better to be more well-rounded. So a lot of us did all three. And... um, I competed until the age of 17, and that's when I started taking music seriously and decided that's what I was going to do with my life. Were, were you kind of very, was it a kind of a various, various, did you kind of learn various forms of dancing uh, when you were younger? I mean, and then is there any certain uh, high school yes. that you kind of fell through? Studio had over 25 teachers on staff and a separate ballet program, so we had everything from hip-hop, pop, rock, crump, um, contemporary jazz, lyrical, partnering, um, point work, 
Um, we were doing we were doing it all, and um, I would say I'm a classic girl. I always loved jazz the most. Um, you know, all those old movies like with Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire; those are my favorite. And jazz was always my favorite. <laughs> I could I could imagine that if you know maybe maybe once you get a little bit bigger, you could probably be on Dancing with the Stars and blow everybody away. Oh, my God. I would love to be on Dancing with the Stars, but only if it's with my ex-dance partner, Nick Lazzarini. <laughs> yeah, Nick I won think, the first season, so you think you can dance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's great to be able to see that dancing, I guess, is making somewhat of a comeback. Uh, you know, So You Think You Can Dance is on there, America's Best Dance Crew, and uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars are all there as well, so... Um, you know, is it, it's a kind of, um, you know, does it make it kind of uh, happy that, to see that uh, uh, dancing is making research? Even on uh, America's, uh, um, America's, uh, America's Got Talent, we're seeing a lot more dance crews out there as well and a lot more dancers, even young dancers. Um, what's kind of your opinion about where the dance scene is right now? It seems like it's, it's, it's having a real resurgence. Yeah, absolutely. Almost every single student that went to our dance studio or even friends outside of our dance studio, most of them are either on tour or they're booking work, you know, on TV shows, film. Um, my my former dance partner, Nick Lazzarini, now has a company called Shaping Sound. They're doing a world tour. I mean, dance really is blowing up, and it is exciting to see. Oh, also Derek Huff who just won an Emmy. Our studio competed with his studio for for years. So it's just amazing to see people that you literally know um, out there in the limelight winning awards, you know, getting the credit they deserve. It's, it's an amazing thing to watch. And you see so many artists, um, you know, I, I, I don't think you see it as much now, but you see, you see it in the past, maybe back in the 80s and 90s, like uh, people like uh, MC Hammer and Paul Abdul that, um, were really stringent in when it comes to their their dancing because obviously they both came from a little bit of a dance background um, as well. I mean, is that something that um, obviously you're going to be looking for when you go out on tour to try to choreograph, uh, you know, choreograph your uh, your dancers, background dancers? The main focus right now is the music. Absolutely, the music. We we don't want to you know focus on the dance right now. I mean, obviously it's a great thing to have and you know it's definitely going to be a part of the project in the long run but right now it's you know um i'm excited to just honor the album and the people that produced it and obviously q prime is you know one of the biggest management companies in the world and their focus is the music as well and and i'm really happy about that i want it to be about the music at first well, well, let's talk all about about the music then. Um, you know, first of all, do you have any influences growing up uh, in music? Absolutely. Um, as a dancer, you know, you hear so many different types of music, but I think, you know, the artists that usually moved me the most were the classic soul singers like Nina Simone, Etta James, Stevie Wonder, just the blues music that stuff is definitely my favorite like if somebody made me do karaoke my default go-to song is stevie wonder um what is that song called what is it um 
Superstition. Oh, yeah, very <laughs> superstitious. Riding's on the wall. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Hey, that was pretty good. Uh, thank you. I should hire um, you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'd love, love the background to sing for you one of these days. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's great to be able to see that. And, you know, a lot of, lot of the um, artists like yourself, the younger artists like yourself, um, you know, you know, they they um, have the availability to have more more influences in music, especially older music, especially in this digital age when you can download a lot of different kinds of music as as well. So it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting thing to see um, somebody like yourself like kind of the more of the soul music, all that as well. So um, it's absolutely great to be able to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, obviously you know you, you decided to concentrate on your singing uh, and and your music. Um, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about how you, how that transition came into being. You know, uh, transferring transferring from being a da- mainly a dancer to um, becoming a musician and singer like yourself. Well, the first song I ever sang live, I was eight years old. Kim Block was my vocal coach, and the song was "Dear Mr. Gable," and um, <laughs> that was the first live song I had ever sang in my life. The first song I ever recorded, I was 12 years old, and it was for this TV show called The Adventures of Kangarati, and the song was called I'm Too Hip, and um, that was my first experience being in a recording studio. You know, all the other kids were, you know, professional singers. It was very intimidating, but I loved it. It was, that was, that was the first moment where I was like, okay, this is definitely something that I love to do, and I definitely wanted to do that. And being 12 years old, I mean, you're still trying to figure out exactly what your passion, what your passion is. Um, and I think the thing that really triggered it for me is when Britney Spears came out. That was it. I was like, seriously, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. She was dancing and singing, and it was like the first female, like, dancer to come out as a singer and I was like oh my god I have to this is this is it this is what I want to do with my life um so you know uh through the years I've had a lot of vocal coaches despite the fact that dance was the main focus you know a lot of us were still you know constantly in vocal vocal training vocal lessons um so it was always a constant thing um our our family ended up moving to Oregon um, in the middle of my sophomore year of high school, which was a little bit scary. But I booked a gig with Radio Disney as a singer. And that's when, you know, my entire life focus was music and that's it. So that's what really made the shift right there is Radio Disney. Go figure. Now, with with all the you know, all, so you you had a lot of vocal coaches uh, growing up, and you know, with all you know your experiences as well. I mean, um, you know, has it been has it been has it been uh, you know um, easy or kind of kind of rough when it comes to trying to find your own voice, your own uh, your own way of, of oh music performing? Yeah, um, nothing against vocal coaches, but it's so brutal. It really is. Um, as a singer, you know, you you do have to have your own tone, your own style, and most of the time vocal coaches want to strip that away, go back to the basics, 
you know, focus on the technical issues. And most of the time, if you're not in tears, there's something wrong. Like, I remember the last vocal coach I had in Cooper, he was like, finally, you're crying. He's like, I haven't had one student that hasn't cried with me. And it's just, it's because, you know, we want, we want to have our own style, our own tone. And it's very frustrating when somebody tells you not to do that. And, you know, it's, you go through insecurities, you go through the mental trip out, like, am I good enough to do this? Do I suck? You know, it's just it's being an artist. It's, it's always going to be um, a process to get to where you want to be. I mean, and you you have singers now. Even Beyonce will have a vocal coach fly out and work with her before a show. So it's like, you know, even if you have the most amazing voice on the planet, it's always nice to have somebody, you know, work with you and remind you to get back to the basics and, you know, how to protect your voice, how to sing correctly. All those things are really important, but it's never easy. It's definitely not an easy process. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people right now wanting to be, you know, that next singing star. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of work. And, you know, it takes a lot of work for your voice to to be, you know, in tip-top shape. And, you know, it's a marathon when you, when you have to sing, especially if you have to sing on, um, in concert, um, you, know, 200 day, you know, 200 days a year. You know, your voice is going to get worn out at some point. So it, it's got to be a little bit oh, early. Yeah. And you're, you're just right, right now early in your career, too. So... <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's got to be something you got to kind of take care of. Yeah, I mean, I look at singers like Jessie J, and she'll be backstage with um, a vaporizer, like a this little contraption that lets steam out, and she'll be breathing into it, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I need to get one of those. It's, it's just like, or Celine Dion, like she'll get on an airplane and um, have an oxygen tank, and, um you know, be breathing through an oxygen tank just to protect her voice. It's like some people take it really, really, really seriously, and then you have the singers that it's a miracle because they're, like, drinking and smoking and they still sound amazing, it's, and I don't understand that because I'm definitely one of the people that I'm sensitive to everything. I have to protect my voice. So it just it depends on the person, but definitely important to protect your voice because, um, you know, it's, look at Adele, uh, even Justin Timberlake, you know, getting notes removed because they're singing so often. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely a, um, important to, uh, yeah, I was going to mention that Aretha Franklin, I think, doesn't, doesn't sing with, with air conditioning on. Um, she refuses to sing uh-huh. if there's air conditioning on, so, um, to protect yeah. her voice. So it's very interesting to see some of some of the techniques that uh, that some singers do in order to keep protect their voice. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of very interesting as well. Um, yeah, I was, um, I was perusing some of the questions that were on, on your website, you know, um, and you said that you would love to, like, open for Justin Timberlake and all that as well. I mean, is there anybody that you'd like to work with in studio? Oh, my God. There's so many people I would love to work with. I mean, these days I can't even – name off how many producers there are these days and how many amazing songwriters there are. I mean, the other day on Twitter, um, Brittany Spears posted a picture of all of the people that wrote on her single work, dot, dot, dot. Obviously can't say swear words. Um, There were like 10 songwriters on that song. 
there's so many talented people out there. Um, but that's the beauty of, you know, being in writing sessions and working with so many different people all the time. It's just there's so much talent out there. I couldn't, I can't even count on my fingers, you know, the people that I would like to work with. There's a lot. Um, now, now you mentioned songwriting. I mean, uh, you know, on this um, on this new album that you're you're currently working on. I mean, do you have a lot of songs that you've written your personally yourself? Oh yeah. Um, I I always write all of my own music, um, but it's it's so awesome, especially for this album, to work with people that are really great with you know taking the stuff that I've done and either rearranging the melody or like changing a word here or there to make it work more it's always nice to collab you know with somebody just to make sure it's almost like if you're a writer you have somebody proofread it correct it make sure it sounds good looks good so um i love writing my own stuff but i also love working with other people as well now, um, you know, what usually comes first to you, the, 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 the melody or the lyrics? Well, if I'm working with a producer and they already have a track, um, for me, it's all about concept. Um, it's so much easier for me to come up with the concept first and then the lyrics flow out really quickly. I mean, I, I don't know why, but usually it takes me like 20 minutes to get a song done. It it comes really fast for me um, if if I'm inspired by the track. Um, if there isn't a track and we're just, you know, starting from a guitar line or maybe I already did come up with a melody, um, the, if I have a melody, there's already lyrics. For me, I'm I'm more of a lyric person. That always comes first for me. Yeah, Which I was going to say that. It seems traditionally in... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's funny because um, in traditional writing sessions, you know, writers usually go in the vocal booth and come up with the melody first. Yeah, I was going to mention that. It, it, it's, it's a similar situation. I've talked to many musicians on my show, and um, a lot of them say that, you know, sometimes it only takes 20 minutes for them to write a song. And that seems to be the average yeah. time for everybody. It's like, oh, yeah, 20, 20 minutes seems to be the fastest time I've ever had to write a song. So um, so you're, aren't, you're yeah. not alone on that, too. So, um, did, you, yeah. did you learn how to play any instruments, by the way? Yeah. Um, I have a turquoise Fender Strat at home that I was actually playing last night for my brother. He just flew in from Hawaii. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I mess around on guitar, and piano is, you know, a great way to, you know, work on a song or convert a song that I love to, like, a cover song or a ballad. So piano and guitar, definitely. How long have you been playing guitar and piano? Um, uh, I got my first keyboard when I was 16. And I got my first, well, actually, my first guitar was a baby Taylor when I was living in Nashville. I was 19. And then the guitar I have now is a Fender Strat, and I've had that for a couple of years. 
Now, was that was that something that you you personally selected that you know you went to a store and say, hey, this is the, this is the guitar I want? Say it one more time. Um, the guitar was it was it something that that you, you that you uh, went into a store and just physically uh, you know physically purchased because you wanted to have a Fender oh. or was it something that was custom or? Well, this is kind of funny. My first guitar teacher out here in L.A. His name's Ward Hake, and he's the vice president for Fox Music Entertainment. <laughs> and he took me to Guitar Center and had this Fender Strat specially ordered. So I didn't really have a choice. Like, I couldn't just walk into the store and just buy a random guitar. He was like, nope, we got to get this special ordered. It needs to be this color, these strings. He set it all up for me. So that was a neat experience, having having somebody that really knew what they were doing in the music industry um, help me pick out the guitar I have right now. It was a Does fun she experience. have a name? The Fender? Yeah, does does she have a name? Yeah. Um, no, but now now that you mention it, I'm gonna have to come up with a nickname for the guitar. Maybe I'll call maybe I'll call her Mark Marky Mark. <laughs> you can call In her Mark with a Q. You. That's how I spell my name. I mean, R Q. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I could say, oh, yeah, then the guitar's named after me. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, now now we got the new single out um, as Shush right now, and um, how's been the reaction so far? It seems like there's been a lot of positive support for the single. Man, it's crazy. The reviews are, I'm, like, blushing. Like, the reviews are so good. And on Twitter, you know, like, People, um, people in Europe, you know, it's it's only in the U.S. and um, people are starting to say, yeah, I borrowed my friend's um, U.S. account info just to download this song, and I'm like, oh my god, that's pretty crazy. So it's just nice. It's it's just been nothing but but um, positivity, and uh, you know, it's just everyone's being super supportive, and it sounds like everyone's loving the track. So it's just it's a really great feeling. Really great feeling to know. Um, can you give us you know, kind of a timeline of of of, uh, of the album? Are we going to be seeing a couple more tracks coming out uh, in the next couple months? We don't have we don't have a date yet. Um, you know, it's as you know, the music industry is it's each artist has a different situation, and every every artist uh, it it varies on how the process goes and. So right now we're just we're gonna stick with Sirius XM for the next couple of weeks and um, just keep keep watching the progress and, and see how the song does and uh, you know we'll go from there. We obviously you know we we have discussions and we talk about what we want to do, what we don't want to do. But as far as the album, we don't have a set date yet. Um, yeah, and you mentioned that you know you're kind of just concentrating on music right now. But do you think sometime next year you might be? Out, um, you know, maybe even just for a few gigs to uh, do some live, uh, some live singing at all. I really hope so. I cannot wait to get on the mic. I can't wait. It's going to be such a blast. You know, I've been talking to a couple of different musicians about the live show, and it's just going to be so much fun. But I, I definitely don't have a set date yet. But I will tell you, the live show is going to rock your socks off. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I could imagine you at one of the clubs here in Vegas and, and performing. You know, it'd be it'd be great to be able to see you know see you do that. I know they have a lot of times when they have guest artists uh, come you know come into clubs and to be able to perform. So it'd be interesting to see you um, you know maybe uh, one of the clubs up here and and perform even if it's just for one night. Um, so I really hope you can make it up here to Vegas and uh, have the opportunity to uh, to perform it live. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I will definitely let you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to let everybody know, uh, first of all, they can go to um, RochelleRoyale.com, um, and there's a link there to um, where you can download the new single, Shush. You can also uh, follow Rochelle on Twitter, at Rochelle Royale. Um, make sure you guys check her out there as well. Um, and um, it's been an absolute pleasure, Rochelle, and um, you know, like I said, best of luck to you coming up. I hope we uh, get to hear a little bit more of your music in the next couple of months. Thank you so, so much. I had a lot of fun talking to you. No problem at all, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. I could, hopefully we'll we'll get get you when you uh, head up here to Vegas. Yes, I would love to go to Vegas with you guys and party and do some shows. So. Well, awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. That was Rochelle Royale, everybody. You guys should check out her uh, her Twitter at Rochelle Royale. And make sure you – it's Royale with an E. So uh, make sure you guys follow her on Twitter, also on uh, Facebook, and also on her website. And download Sush, which currently is on iTunes. You guys can download it there as well. I highly recommend you do so. It's a really great single as well. Um, I'll let you guys know we'll be back next week, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. We are going to have a um, an interview, uh, our annual interview with Miss Rodeo America. Um, right now, it's Cheyenne. I think Cheyenne Shiner. Yeah, Cheyenne Shiner is going to be on with us right now uh, next week at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, to talk a little bit about her reign. Um, obviously, she's going to give her crown over to the uh, next Miss Rodeo um, in just a couple weeks. So we're going to be talking to her a little bit about that as well. Make sure you guys go to VegasPodcasting.com. That's VegasPodcasting.com for all the upcoming shows that are coming up and uh, some of the archived footage, if you missed anything. Um, we'll be uh, pretty pretty uh, busy next couple weeks. we got uh, the Miss Rodeo America next week, and then we have a very funny and talented um, comedic writer coming on uh, the week following that. Um, I'm hoping to have two more shows after that um, before we hit the Christmas break. So uh, please uh, follow us on Twitter at SWIV. That's at SWIV. Uh, for somewhere in Vegas, so definitely check that out as well. Um, with that in mind, we'll see you guys next week on Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Miss Rodeo America, Cheyenne Shiner, and we will talk to you guys then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.